Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Being joined by Calvin Watkins, a man I see in the Cowboys press box on a weekly basis. Sometimes we meet over at the uh, coffee machine, which is like an Italian coffee maker. It's a very nice. I don't think most teams have that nice of a coffee machine. Calvin, uh, welcome, welcome back to the the Mosley Show. I appreciate it. I was I was digging that Christmas uh, music on some of those uh, spots there you had some good stuff there you got going in Waco. Yeah, that like that. that Richard Carr Christmas. The GMC, that'll get you going a little bit. That will put yeah. you in the the Christmas spirit. I know, and, I know. Uh, I might as well go, go get me a GMC, too, while I'm at it. I mean, you know, you, uh, music. You love a good, <laughs> you love a good, uh, you need to come to Central Texas for your next, next vehicle. We could, uh, we could certainly find something for you. Um, Everything, I mean, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, when they have the Cowboys playing, okay, Thanksgiving Thursday, then turn around and play another Thursday. It you know keeps everybody on their toes, and then they're going to have a nice bit of a break. But Seattle's an interesting team, not a great team, mm-hmm. but a team that does have a winning record. And the Cowboys have been getting fat off teams that don't have winning records. What do you – what kind of uh, – uh, test do you think they're going to find in this uh, Seattle team? And it certainly seems the Cowboys are building toward something, but uh, this this will present a little different test for the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, when you saw the schedule when it first came out, you, you looked at this game and you said, oh, this is going to be a tough game because Seattle was going to compete in, in, yeah. in the NFC West. And, uh, but They've lost the last two games. Geno Smith is a little nicked up. Um, you know, they do have big corners. Uh, they do have uh, DK Metcalf. They have a nice little running running game. Um, but they've been so inconsistent, so you're not really sure what Seattle team you're going to get on Thursday night. Um, but, yeah, the Cowboys have feasted on some, some bad teams. But as I always say, that's not my problem that Washington is dysfunctional. You know, it's not my problem. The Jets are not don't know what they're doing. So, but you got to beat those teams, and that's what the Cowboys did. So now this next stretch of games, starting Thursday night against Seattle, we'll find out what they're all about. Um, the the Dak numbers are pretty amazing, and I and people mm-hmm. can say, well, like you just said, they've done it against some less than stellar teams. But I did look at some of those Bill Barnwell, you know, Bill. Used to be mm-hmm, yeah, one of yeah. our, our uh, colleague over at ESPN, but he said uh, he he says non-DAC quarterbacks facing those teams we just mentioned: Chargers, Rams, Eagles, Giants, Panthers, Commanders. The stretch he's on facing those same teams this year have a combined QBR of fifty-four point eight. DAC mm. has a QBR of eighty-one point eight in seven mm-hmm. games against those teams. I mean, I, I do find it interesting that everybody, and of course everybody loves to hate on whoever's playing quarterback for the Cowboys, but the, the Dak has had his fair share of haters. But he is in one of the best stretches of his career. How much of that is do you think Dak just being in a great place health-wise, and how much do you credit Mike McCarthy 
in his kind of modified um, offense, the play calling that's going on with with kind of what the way Dak's performing right now? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, if you remember, they got beat up pretty good in San Francisco. And C.D. Lamb had had to have a little chat with Dak and Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, and McCarthy and said, what are we doing here, fellas? And ever since then, the offense has picked up. So I think it's a little bit of McCarthy and obviously Dak. You know, Dak's got to be able to make those plays. And, and McCarthy's done a really nice job of calling the game. I still think they could run the ball a little bit more, and I don't believe they are. Um, maybe they're checking out of some runs. I'm not really sure. But when it comes to the passing game, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson doing a really nice job with that. The offensive line, the continuity of that has been very consistent. So I think that's also helped uh, Dak. And they've had him on the move a little bit, as, as you've seen. He's, he's rolling the pocket. When the pocket collapses, he's, he's getting out of there. He's, either he's running down the field or he's finding somebody uh, on a scramble. So there's a lot of different things that are, that are working for them right now. So we'll see if they can keep it up for the next uh, six or seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, I this is going to be an interesting stretch. And, you know, the thing is, we keep thinking the Eagles looked like they were going to lose the other day. And so then that was going to add even more. And the Eagles have a t- another tough game coming up. And then, of course, they have to play the Cowboys. But you kind of mm-hmm. keep thinking, Calvin, you can only play your schedule. But you kind of mm-hmm. think that the Eagles are going to drop one of these games and then make that game even seem bigger in a couple of weeks. And they just don't do it, do they? They just find a way. I mean, they were they were down 24-14 the other day start of the fourth quarter, and, uh, boy, they needed a little help. Josh Allen threw a bad a pick. But mm-hmm. that, 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 that Eagles team, I, they're, it's, it's like, I don't know, it, it, they, they got a great record, but they don't always seem to be great, do they? I mean, you saw the <laughs> Cowboys in person, in mm-hmm. Philly, give them a great game. Dak played great. How are you feeling about the Eagles right now, even in relation to where the Cowboys are as a team? I, I agree with you, Matt. I think Philly's a great team, but they just find a way to win. You know, like they beat Kansas City, right, at the end. But when you look at that game, they <clears throat> dropped five passes, including a, a potential touchdown at the end of that game. And then Josh Allen is his turnover machine, and somehow they survive, you know, uh, uh, the Bills. So, yeah, the, the Eagles have done a really nice job of just – they just do enough to win these games. They got the brotherly shove and, and, and all those kinds of things. They're a talented team. They really are. I remember, A.J. Brown was just killing it. And then he, then he plays against the Cowboys, and then he doesn't have as big a game as he had been in those previous four or five games. And the defense is really good. They have a, a great front and those kinds of things. But – uh, the reality is sometimes you just got to have some luck, and that's what the Eagles are getting right now. They're getting a little luck. It's not their fault. That's just how it is sometimes. But they are a good team. I don't think they're a great team, even though you look at the record and say, this should be a great team, but they're not. They're just a really damn good team. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it, it feels. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, joining us. Um, and uh, – Boy, I wanted to ask you a boxing question. I thought of you the other night, um, and I saw uh, who who is our man? Uh, is it uh, who are who are the brothers that are so good? There's a fight coming up. Oh, down kinda... in Houston, uh, the Charlo brothers. Yeah. He, Jamal, which one was it? Um, 
One of them's uh, about Jamel, to fight. Jamel and uh, Jermaine Charlo. Yeah. Yes, Charlo yes. Yeah. They just had a yeah. fight. Uh, one of them just, just won a fight the other night, last week. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, every time I see a fight like that, you know, when my buddy Derek trains one of those Charlo brothers, and I've actually oh, gotten to James. go. Yeah, yeah, and so I get to go see them, some of those guys in person every once in a while. And uh, Errol Spence, I used to see him a lot. And, man, that's, uh, that is uh, boxing greatness there from the, uh, from the Metroplex. Um, now, Calvin, did, um, did Shaq Leonard, I mean, I feel like Jerry, you know, is regarded as a great closer. Took him <laughs> to lunch. Don't know where they went, but I imagine they, maybe they went up there into the star and were able to, to look down over the practice field. But Jerry... If he truly wants someone, the thought is, well, you don't let him out of the building. But it does appear that Shaq Leonard has left the building and uh, and will head to Philly now. What kind of sense are you getting from from your people on what they saw from Shaq Leonard and kind of where the where the the medical is with him? Because obviously, that's kind of the most important thing is trying to determine. Where how much he can help you, and how much he has been compromised with his uh, health issues. From my understanding, uh, Shaq wants to take the visits, and as you said, he's going to visit Philadelphia tomorrow, and then make a decision. Um, the Cowboys are, are cool with the medicals. Um, he has been playing this year. Uh, is he the same Shaq Leonard that was an All Pro and all that? No, probably not. Um, he was taken off the field on uh, third downs in Indianapolis. Um, I think they'll have a role for him here. Uh, if, if he signs with Dallas, uh, they believe he's healthy enough, obviously, or he wouldn't uh, came in for a visit, and they've seen him play. So I wouldn't think he, he'd be a, a 55, 60 snap guy. I would think he'd be 25, 30 snap guy because Damone Clark is definitely – uh, kind of got that in, one of those inside linebacker, the Mike linebacker position solidified. So he would rotate with him and Marquise Bell and, and Rashawn Evans and that kind of thing. So, um, but from my understanding, number one, medicals are fine. Number two, he wants to take all his visits and then make a decision on where he wants to go. Um, you can look at Philly and say, well, they're, what are they, 10 and one, Matt, something like that. Yeah. You could say they might be the leaders in the, in the clubhouse because, that's what Howie Roseman does. He gets talent, and, and we're trying to get to the championship. And the Cowboys have not gotten past the second round of the playoffs since me and you were in middle school. So, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you have to decide on where you want to go. All right. We were actually – I was in college when they were winning oh, Super Bowls, right. and you had uh, just graduated from yeah. college. So we weren't yeah, yeah. quite in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is yes yes i think that is but it has been a long long time uh and this is going to be uh that was funny by the way y'all asking uh mccarthy if he wants to uh coach into his 70s like pete carroll <laughs> 30 more years 60 years old Pete's 73 running around out there i know it and Mike was like, hey, I just turned 60. So. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, I, I think uh, I, I kind of, uh, Pete, 
has always had that charisma, and he, he just runs around. You still see him throw the ball. You know, he's the eternally – I kind of think about that with, uh, like, Stallback. Like, it shocked me when Roger turned 80. You know, that doesn't even seem right. Like, it wasn't that yeah. few – I've seen him at those turkey day, those little get-together, the backyard get-togethers, and, mm-hmm. like, it was it, even just, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. The, mm. the the velocity which he could throw a football at age like seventy one or seventy two was scary. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, and, when I uh, see Pete, I, I think of Ron Washington, um, you know, playing, you know, doing those infield drills <laughs> with the Rangers and, and the, and the mm. Braves, and and uh, so I think of that you know old guy just still working, you know, he's still active, you know, flat stomach, still doing, looking good. So yeah. I can see that. How how awesome is that to see Ron get another opportunity? Uh, you know, I hate that it's with kind of a Rangers rival, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not love Ron Washington? His time ended in kind of weird fashion, and you mm-hmm. just wondered if he'd ever get another chance. But I think the you know the Bruce Bochies and Dusty Bakers of the world who are successful into their late 60s and early 70s, may have paved the way for Ron to get another opportunity. And uh, how I mean, that is great. That is great because he is, uh, he is one of the neatest guys. Did you, uh, Calvin, did you go out there to any of those, uh, any of those uh, World Series games? No, I, uh, I was stuck covering uh, America's team uh, doing that uh, great run. Of the mm-hmm. Rangers, but it was kind of fun to watch from afar. Oh yeah, uh, because I, me and you, I think, were working at ESPN together when they went to the World Series. Yes, back to back years, and and I went to those games to work, and and those were crushing losses. I mean, whew, those you still think about. You know, I wonder if Wash would still be the manager. You know, if they would have won, or if his tenure would have lasted maybe a little bit longer if he would won just one of those titles. But um, but no, it, it, you feel good about the Rangers because they spent a lot of money to get you know Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and then they get Jacob Degrom, and they lose him uh, to Tommy John surgery, and they kept plugging away. So you feel happy for them. So they 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 were trying and they were trying to get it done, and they did. Yeah, it was uh, every time I get down about like Baylor football mm-hmm. or or somebody or the or my local high school losing a game, I just think back and go, the Rangers are uh, are World Series uh, champs, mm-hmm. and that that kind of gets me that gets me going a little bit. All right, you well, it was. Uh, you think we'll co- you think we'll cover the Cowboys when they win a World Championship? You think we'll still be around? I think we'll we'll. I think it might happen, but not while we're still viable. Like, <laughs> so uh, maybe one of these days, but I'm afraid maybe. not. Not while we're attending the games and everything, but who knows? Oh, okay, who knows? Hope springs eternal. As we were talking, I was checking out the. Uh, the Wayland Baptist Pioneers. I was looking at some stuff. Golly, uh, I mean, I, I'm just this is this is going to be fun. I I, I need to get some uh, my uh, I need to get some t- a T-shirt or something from you because I want to really uh, support this team. I appreciate that. Yeah, my son they had a 
game in Oklahoma uh, today. Uh, I didn't get a link from him to watch it because it was on the road. But, uh, yeah, I heard he did pretty good. So, yeah, the Wayland Baptist, uh, they're doing pretty good. All right, I'm gonna I'm take I'm taking a peek and and uh, I was even looking back at some of their former some of their schedule and man, Wayland Baptist takes on all comers. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of the teams they play, uh, boy, they're not easing into things early in the season. So um, it's very kind of interesting to monitor these things. Listen, it's always great to. Uh, visit with you and i'll keep you posted baylor's trying to hire an offensive coordinator they've retained mm. dave aranda i know you like to keep one eye over on the bears i'll uh, i'll let you know and your old team the mustangs that used to cover uh have done a long-term deal with rhett lashley and uh i would say things are kind of fun back on the hilltop if you ever get bored on the cowboys beat the smu beat is a lot more attractive than it used to be with uh, yeah. you know them you know, the ACC. That's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it is. I covered them when they were in the in the old WAC. Uh, they, you know, and then they went to Conference USA. That was a big deal. So I spent many nights in Fresno uh, covering <laughs> some bad SMU uh, basketball teams. And our old buddy Phil Bennett, um, you know, uh, you know, he was <laughs> the head coach there. They had, I think, my first year on the SMU beat. <laughs> It went zero and eleven, I think. So, time, <laughs> by the way, time. you know, you you and I both know Phil, and I mm-hmm. and, and we've had different. You've had you know him better. Uh, I showed up and inter- interrupted at one of his dinners one time when he was with Dat Win, and we mm-hmm. were trying to decide if oh, Dat yeah. Win was going to retire from the Cowboys. And Jock <laughs> and I had to approach <laughs> Phil's table. You should have seen Phil's face, but we. <laughs> I mean, it was not it was not a great situation. But yes, Phil Bennett was on local uh, on a local fan site uh, weighing in recently on on Dave Aranda and the job he was doing uh, as the Baylor coach. And you, as you can imagine, that was an interesting. Uh, Phil does not hold back on his opinions. Oh, doesn't he? Mm, okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, I'm going to check yes. old Phil out. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in years. I'm going to have to check him out. I didn't know he, he had a bunch of hot opinions there. Yeah, yeah. He's been the D.C. out at uh, at UNT. So uh, yeah, Phil, Phil Bennett. Yeah, some people mellow with age. Phil has never really gone that route. So anyway. Spicy. Yeah. Yes, very, very spicy. But, uh, hey, look, I look forward to seeing you Thursday night. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us. Same here. You take care. All right. There he goes. Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News covers the Cowboys. I was trying to look up Aaron. Uh, I know that was strange when I brought up Waylon Baptist, but his son is now – uh, uh, went over to Wayland Baptist and is on the team, and so I was trying to look up how his son was doing because I think he's a starter for Wayland Baptist, but I was having trouble locating locating the uh, the information there. Um, Aaron, I I would say that Shaq Leonard, I I think he would help. I think he would provide great leadership. I mean. He should be. It's kind of sad because he's he's got these injuries. He should be at the height of his career. He really should be in his prime. He's 28. He is a three-time All-Pro. Like he he was their best 
he was pretty much their best player. I mean, and 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 yet, he, he, I just don't know. I mean, I just feel like if his medical and his back or whatever is ailing him was okay, Jerry would have tried to close the deal. But you know, Aaron, it's going to make everybody mad. I mean, Cowboys fans are not going to love that if he signs with a ten and one Philadelphia Eagles. And the Cowboys at eight and three, desperately chasing the Eagles, desperately needing at least one home playoff game. They don't sign him. Aaron, I think there's going to be some blowback from the fan base. Do you how do you feel? I mean, do you, I, it's just hard to have a feel for him. I mean, I think he's good enough to go out there and play, but I don't know at what level. Do you have any sense for where Shaq Leonard is? You know, I, I've I've thought through this whole process. I know that his medicals are good, and I'm using air quotes. I thought through the whole process that he'd be a nice addition for depth, but he's nowhere near the player he was. If he was, he wouldn't have been playing so sparingly for Indianapolis. They have a good defense, but they don't have the Cowboys' defense or the 49ers' defense. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I just it, – it just as a – he he kind of strikes me as a really nice um you know complimentary type player. All right, we're going to um we're going to keep our eye on everything for you and uh it is uh it is the uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. We got a couple things